Hey there, Wolfpack fans. O'Connell to the Oak City can teach land the Stanford guard. We'll talk about all that more in today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, Wolfpack fans. Thank you again for making Locked on Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. As always, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and also here on YouTube. To start off this episode, we're going to kick it to our favorite college basketball insider, Mr. Trilly Donovan. Trilly D. Put this out as a reminder here. When you listen to this on Thursday... Uh, when you see it says tomorrow night, this means tonight. And as I read the tweet to you, friendly reminder that the transfer portal closes, which is tonight, but you can still expect a handful of transfer announcements through the weekend because of the paperwork processing kind of window delay. Emails have to be sent by midnight tonight on Thursday to be eligible for the one-time transfer window. And then he had another follow-up comment. Uh, noting that the grad transfers that are going in and out of the portal, they kind of do not have to abide by this portal closing uh, midnight tonight on Thursday. So don't be surprised when you still see additional uh, transfer portal announcements despite the portal closing uh, this window here on midnight on Thursday. So this leads us into our next discussion. Um, As we mentioned on yesterday's show, I've been hearing some whispers of connections to a specific point guard out of the state of California, more specifically uh, coming from the Stanford basketball team. Um, those whispers became kind of confirmation today uh, as I'll, I'll pull up yet another tweet here. I'm going to read this one to you. This one is from Andrew Slater. He is a, kind of another truly Donovan type. Although I think Andrew's been in the uh, you know the inside gossip game a bit longer than Mister Truly D has, um, but this was confirming that Michael O'Connell will be on campus here in Raleigh this weekend for his official visit, and it appears that NC State is going head to head with Wichita State uh, to bring home Michael O'Connell. So, Kenton, initial thoughts. Michael O'Connell, is this who should, who should be our point guard for this coming season? Well, if we can't land Michael O'Connell, I guess that would be a shocker. But I get it because he's Wichita State stuff. I love Never it. mind. We're not going to go there today. But anyway, um, very seriously, I don't know if he should be the point guard. Let me not let me not throw that out there and say, hey, this is the guy that I want um, being the lead guard for this team, even though – uh, DJ Horn is a lot more of a, a score first type of point guard. If I'm just looking at the sheer ability and capabilities that I've seen out of these two so far, I definitely say I probably want Horn to be uh, the lead guard as opposed to O'Connell and O'Connell coming in there in a reserve role, uh, especially seeing as how O'Connell has another year of eligibility left to, you know, potentially sit behind uh, Horn, kind of get a feel for the speed of the game at ACC and how things are, 
are playing out in the late land here. Um, but I think that O'Connell can be a stabilizing force for the second unit. I think that he can be uh, a good uh, point guard amongst the the when if we have foul trouble amongst our uh, main rotation in the backcourt, he can come in and, and help out with that. But I'm not sure that getting him would be a massive upgrade over LJ at this point in time or Breon Pass. As far as a massive upgrade, I guess that would still be up in the air. But I do think it's an upgrade in the sense of the experience that O'Connell would bring to the table. Like we mentioned yesterday, he does have 89 games in the Pac-12 under his belt. Well, not necessarily just the Pac-12, but at Stanford, he has played in 89 games. 76 of those he has started. So not just playing in and seeing a little bit of time, but significant minutes in you know 76 to 89 games uh, as a point guard as a, for a team in the Pac-12. You know, I, I noticed a lot of people kind of, you know, as we often do, we immediately go to the stat sheet. And I think, you know, I, I sound a bit like a broken record in breaking down some of our uh, transfer recruits, but I do think Michael O'Connell is another guy that falls in the category of he's more than meets the eye on the stat sheet. You know, this past season at Stanford, just 5.2 points a game, two and a half rebounds and three and a half assists. He's about a 40% field goal shooter. And from three, not that effective, only right around 30%. So, you know, ultimately, I I do think that if it does end up being O'Connell, the, the main driving force here is we just need somebody to steer the car. We don't, we don't necessarily need him to mash the gas down because I do think we have a lot of weapons still that we can supplement with around him, such as a Casey Morsell, a Jaden Taylor, a DJ Horn, a DJ Burns, the list goes on. I think the most important piece for O'Connell is, can he be effective in facilitating to all these players while maintaining, of course, a low turnover rate, being able to create, not just, you know, get the ball, but create for others, and then being able to, you know, score where he can, I guess, as an added bonus. Can he do this? You know, based on the limited tape I've seen, I think he can. Um, it's just going to be, you know, it's we're going to have to find out if he can do it consistently to be effective. Right. Um, so, right. I mean, that's that's something that's, you know, still to be considered. Um, you know, we mentioned going up against Wake, uh, not Wake, Wichita State here uh, for a point guard. You got to feel pretty good about, you know, if it's coming down to NIL, you know, respectfully, I think we got we got him beat there more than likely. But, you know, if this is our guy, then go ahead and make him the guy. If, if you know, especially, you know, with the portal closing tonight, we don't have more time to mess around here. Right. And let him slip away if this is who we're truly interested in. So I think, you know, hearing the interest here, and of course, yes, he visits this weekend, but I think we're going to see this happen pretty quick. Uh, if this is how it's going to turn out. Well, and and this is the only thing I'm confused about with him visiting this weekend. If the portal closes at uh, midnight Thursday and he's not a grad transfer, am I incorrect about that? Is he a grad transfer? He, I mean, I think there's there's probably a lot more to this that I don't know personally. He could be coming as a grad or a grad transfer. He's he's already completed three years at Stanford, so he could already have a degree. Um, I'm 
That I do not know at the current moment, but he could be considered a, a grad transfer. Okay, because I was just confused on the timing of it because it's like if you're right. visiting – and it's a difference between visiting and like, hey, I'm committed. I'm just coming to see the campus just because. But I don't know. I I, I look at this and I say that he seems to be a good enough player. I don't. I haven't seen anything that jumps off the page. With most of these other guys, I have seen something. I've seen the it factor, the pop, the athleticism, something that gives me like, hey, he's one of them ones. We need him yesterday. I think he, it's good to have O'Connor. Like I talked about with Jaden Bradley. It's great to have a playmaker supreme like Jaden. It's great to have a playmaker like O'Connell. Obviously, I would say O'Connell is a step down from uh, from Jaden, but I it's good to have somebody whose main whose main strength is stirring the drink and and setting the table. It's great, but I don't know if that's enough for me to say like, hey, you need to be the starter. You need yeah, to be I, the starter I, right away. I think that's maybe where some folks are kind of jumping off is that we had kind of the high of chasing a guy uh, with the talent of a Jaden Bradley. And then I think some some people kind of look at this as, oh, well, is this the best we can do now? You know, so I, I think you have to, you got to, you got to, okay, you got to let Jaden Bradley go because that, that is now a done deal, obviously. But right. I think there's still a lot that Michael O'Connell can bring to the table. It's just that he's not going to wow you off the stat sheet. So I do encourage folks to, you know, go take a gander at some of his highlight tape. Again, it's not incredible. It's nothing spectacular, but there's a lot of little things that he does right that can translate to big things for other players. But this is certainly something we're going to keep an eye on here as the week goes on. Um, Like I mentioned, I, I would probably expect to see some kind of announcement, I guess one way or the other um, by the end of the week, if not the weekend or possibly early next week on Monday. So for now, uh, we're, you know, we're just gonna have to sit and wait. We're gonna have to see what Keats has in the kitchen or if he turned the, uh, the oven off for the time being, but, uh, it's been smelling good recently. We're gonna have to see how it's, uh, how it's smelling moving forward. But, uh, today's sponsor for today's show is built. If you're looking for a delicious snack that coach Keats may or may not be cooking in his kitchen, but you don't want all the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is Built. They come in unbelievably tasty flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a four bar box or a 13 bar box today built bar thank me later all right so for this next segment it's probably going to take up the majority of the rest of this show um it's a little bit of a uh, a pain by choice segment i saw this uh yet another tweet that i met or saw on twitter this one is coming from the red and white podcast shout out the Red and White podcast, those guys do a good job over there. But their question that I saw floating around, if you could go back in time and change one play, call, or injury in all of NC State sports history, what would it be and why? Kenton, I'm going to let you take the wheel first. What would you go back and change if you could change one thing that's ever happened to NC State? Well, obviously, it'd be my first Achilles tear. I mean, for Christ's sake, I was hitting. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. 
Uh, but, but very seriously, I know this is low hanging fruit and I don't care if we could go back to that college world series, oh, the, brother. the uh, COVID incident and, and all, I had a feeling you were going there, you know, I, I'm sorry. I got to say it because, you know, all of the other ones, we would have to like project out a lot of different things happening. There could have been no worse result than what we saw happen to us because of the COVID situation there we forfeited that was the worst possible the worst possible outcome is we play the game and we lose which is the exact same thing that we had happen to us with the forfeiture we it, it, literally the exact same thing so if we could go back and just give it give them the old shot because i think a lot of people like to say you know elliot avid has been here for what is it a nearly three decades now 20 he's this is year 27 i believe yeah yeah, he's been he's been with the Wolfpack almost as long as I've been on Earth. Or actually, twenty seven. He could have been with the Wolfpack as long as I've been on Earth. So, with that being said, I I get it. I get it. I completely understand um, why people say you know he had doesn't have anything to show for it by way of championships in terms of ACC or NCAA tournament. But think about how different the feelings would be about everything, including even this season. Think about how different it would be in terms of potential NIL money or whatever the case may be for the boosters and whatnot. Maybe we keep Tommy Tanks. Think about what a different world we live in if just that one domino falls in the other direction. Think about how even if we had, even if we still lose Tommy Tanks, we're having the exact same season we have now. Think about the different way people would talk about uh, Coach Avent if he has a natty in the last three years coming into a season like this, where every time we believe in this team, they let you down. Think about that. Oh yeah. I mean, so when I saw this today, you know, this was my answer, uh, us, us being ousted from the 2021 college world series amongst the, you know, the NCAA, I guess, uh, clouded judgment. You I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, as we all do remember how that played out, but, yeah, that was that one will likely haunt me as long as I live, or at least right. until we end up with a college World Series championship. But myself being a baseball guy um, and following the baseball team so closely year in and year out, to see us right on the doorstep of a national championship in baseball, just for me personally, it was a huge deal. But, you know, like you mentioned for the school – and and especially for Elliot Avent, because that would have been, I guess, year twenty-five. Yeah. And to for for him to be here so long and to be so accomplished for so many years and to be that close and not, you know, not to get that close and lose, but to get that close and not even have the opportunity to see how that would have played out. I think that is one of the most painful things, but that team was the definition of being hot at the right time as they mowed through the the regional down in Ruston, knocking off Louisiana Tech, and then went into Arkansas, who was the best team in the country in 2021. And turned and, them into the Omahaws. And right turned them into the stay-at-Homahogs instead of the Omahogs, as they like to refer to themselves. But knocked off the number one team in the country in their house with mm-hmm. their best pitcher on the mound in game three in Kevin Copps, 
Walk in your trap, take over your trap, as the Definition. kids today say. Walk Definition. in your trap Definition. and take over your trap. I mean, just the the high that those guys were riding, just getting to Omaha, and then you face a Stanford team that had been great all year, and you stick it to them in game one. You face uh, Vanderbilt's best pitcher in Jack Leiter, and you find a way to beat him 1-0. You have all the momentum you could possibly ask for, you know, effectively putting yourself in what you would consider the final four. Then at that point in the tournament, they were in the final four of the, uh, the college baseball world. And then, you know, the rest happened how it happened. So, ah, yeah, that one's going to haunt me literally forever. Um, So that was your answer. I'm going to let you have that one. I'm going to change the, uh, change the direction here on one of the things that I find interesting, if you could, you know, tweak one thing in the past for me, I think it's probably the missed field goal at Clemson. Uh, what was that? 2015, 2016. Oh yeah. Just about, it had to be one of those years. I, I, 20, I want to say it was 2016. Anyway, I was, I was still was in college year, when that happened. Yeah. This was the year that uh, Clemson then went on to win the national championship. Uh, with Deshaun Watson, but we, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we had Clemson beat in Death Valley. Had we just been able to make, what was it a 32-yard field goal? Something. Yep. Yeah, it, it was a. Gimme. It was in. It was in 2016. Mm-hmm. But think about like the trajectories of both programs after that. You might not have, you know, a world-beating superpower in Clemson that you have now. Had we just made that one kick, we have no idea how the rest mm-hmm. of that plays out. What does state look like if we knock off Clemson in that game? You know, I mean, this is a complete reach, but like what if we knocked off Clemson in that game and we end up with Will Shipley a couple of years down the road? You never know because yeah. he yeah. was that close to coming to NC State. Um, I mean, just there's a laundry list of moments to go back and pick on. Um, I saw, a, you know, a, a bevity of good answers. Um, you know, Trey Turner being safe at home plate. I believe that was in the ACC tournament. You have Trey Turner almost hitting a home run in Omaha. That would have changed that game against UCLA. You have, you know, TA was in, which he was. He was absolutely in. You have uh, the fourth down call against Ohio State. That was painful. You have uh, Russell Wilson, you know, the, the fourth down play against Maryland. Had we gotten it, we're going to the ACC championship. That I think is that one could be super consequential because we'd be playing for an ACC championship. You win that, not only do you have a title, you know, somewhat recently, but you know, in the recruiting game and the momentum game, and it's just, oh my god, yeah. Like I thought, this is why this segment would be fun because there's just so many endless angles you can take this thing. Can I can I go back to the uh, Clemson yeah, in 2016 for a moment here? After they – so, people, you got to remember, that game was a week after beating Notre Dame in that monsoon game, right? And then the next week, the very next week after that monsoon game, you go and play Clemson, okay? Now, here's why that's important. At that point in time, NC State had already been upset – by ECU earlier in the season. Okay. But to that point, they were four and one 
with wins over Wake Forest and Notre Dame. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wake Forest ain't the win that you really want to brag about. That wasn't a great Notre Dame team, and that's fine. But again, if you look at the rest of that season, that game did not just beat NC State once. It beat them in multiple games back to back to back. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? We lose that game in OT, and then we lose to Louisville by 41 points. Don't get me wrong. I think Lamar Jackson, for for what I've – he's the best football player I've ever seen in person. I'm not not saying that, oh, if if we mess around and and beat Clemson, we won't lose to Louisville. We will not get demolished. And that 54-13 to score doesn't accurately reflect how bad this game got. Uh, this game was 44 to zero at halftime. Like that's a real thing that happened. So I'm trying to tell you that if that kick goes in, you have a different team at Louisville and then we lose to a Boston college team, which Lord knows we had no business losing to not a lick or ounce of business losing to that Boston college team. But That's the type of stuff that happens when you go through those lows and you start not believing in yourself. You say, are we really supposed to win this game? And then you go after that and you lose another close one against Florida State. Just imagine, just imagine, right? Let's say you beat Clemson and you still lose to Louisville, but then those next two games that are one possession games, you win one of the two. You're looking at a very different season. And that was a season of which we won seven games. You're looking at a very different season, potentially a 10 winner if things shake out right in that Clemson game. The the elusive 10 win season that we have not been able to capture uh, despite our best attempts here in most uh, most recent years. But yeah, I mean, fun segment to talk about. I mean, I'm sure as you guys are listening, you're probably saying to yourself many more moments that you would pick uh, and why. And unfortunately, it is probably because there are so many. And I think, you know, this is why the, you know, the, the phrase NC state stuff uh, still kind of rages on every time you see something go poorly for us. But, you know, one of these days, the squirrel is going to find the nut. One of these days, the, the, the sun will shine down on us and we will celebrate a championship. But we were going to shake this thing out in just a moment after a quick word of our sponsors. So to round this out, just a couple of administrative things uh, coming up for the end of the week. We have uh, baseball on the road at Chapel Hill. I will actually be there uh, tonight, Thursday night. Um, I wanted to see the boys take on uh, Chapel Hill on the road. Uh, Hopefully I will bring some good luck with me. Um, I believe the women's golf team has advanced to nationals. Um, I don't want to miss misspeak i think it might be the first time in school history um if that is the case best of luck to women's golf that's a you know an amazing accomplishment and uh you know like we started the show we're on michael o'connell watch i believe or possibly another point guard watch you know this this portal closes tonight you're still like we mentioned still going to see some grad transfers floating around so Keep in mind that if O'Connell ends up not being the selection, we can still get a grad transfer point guard um, if we find one to be interesting or Keats 
decides to go after. But a lot of a lot of things on the horizon this week. Uh, a lot of things on the horizon for the rest of the month. But uh, looking forward to it all. Kenton, any last words? And I'll tell you this. If you're thinking, well, they're still in the portal as a grad transfer at this point, that means they aren't about nothing. Randa Perez was a grad transfer. And she wasn't one of the first players to commit. And look how that worked out. Jarkel Joyner, grad transfer. Yeah, yeah. So just keep that in mind, folks. All right. Well, thank you all so much for giving us yet another listen to Locked on Wolfpack. As we always mention, usually uh, toss us a like, toss us some comments. If you have additional thoughts uh, on the, the one play that you would change in NC State history, toss us some comments on Michael O'Connell, whether you think this should be a all systems go, or if, you know, maybe we should be a little bit patient and continue to look, let us know what you think. But as always, mash that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts on there as well. And as always, go back. Go back. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.